Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It's a podcast that invites you to come find yourself so you can listen to this and say, oh, thank God for that, it's not just me. And I can speak to you and say, no, it's not just you. It is also me recording in the shed today. And let me tell you about something that's happened. I wanted to think about it a little bit before sharing (laughs) and sharing is caring. So hopefully you might take something from this. We'll see. After I did my event in London, where I sort of shared, spoke about my social mobility story, um, along with some other things, I was um, contacted by somebody. And there's a a couple of interesting things. One is that um, I wanted to speak about this because I've heard about this on two other podcasts. So the Blind Boy podcast I listen to on a regular basis and the I'm Quitting Alcohol daily podcast with comedian David Boyle. Very, very rude. Um, <laughs> I caution you, if you're going to go and listen to it, you know, just be prepared for all of the swearing all of the time. Anyway, both of these podcasters, comedians, performers have had people who listen to their program reach out or podcast, reach out to them and say, I have um, autism or uh, or I'm autistic or I have ADHD and listening to you makes me think that perhaps you have this. Have you thought about investigating it? And in the case of the Blind Boy podcast, he did go through a process of um, having a diagnosis and, and he'll talk about now how he is autistic and how that diagnosis has been transformative for him. And it's really interesting to hear him talk about how that makes him feel and what that has meant for him and how it has helped him to better understand himself and see how um, times when he thought there was something wrong with him was actually, there was nothing wrong with him at all. It was just the uh, learning environment or social situation was not right. Um And so this happened to me. Um, Someone who was at the event who um, has, uh, and I might get it wrong, and I I don't, but I I kind of, I'm really conscious of other people's privacy, but um, they have, I think, ADHD and obsessive compulsive disorder. It sent me a really, really lovely message saying, um, loved what you had to say, really inspired by what you talked about, and... I saw things in you that I see in myself and um, I wondered, have you ever considered that you might have ADHD? And I I sort of read it and and I replied saying something along the lines of, um, oh, you know, there are plenty of things. So if you were to look at a diagnostic framework, I suppose, there are lots of things that I have done or did do or used to do or do that would probably tick a few boxes I do remember when I was younger I used to walk on oh actually as a young adult I used to walk on my tiptoes a lot and people would go that's a sign um but things like intrusive thoughts repetitive behaviors um I used to do all sorts of things um to cope with stress so if I think about in my very early 20s um I remember going into a loo at work and kind of doing a sort of set number of movements to help myself calm down. Um, So that probably ticks a few boxes as well. Um, 
And when I was little, I used to like touch the ground. I remember my mum saying, you were so strange, Tony. I'd take you for a walk and you'd have to keep touching the ground. I don't know what that was about. But um, hang on, I'm going to have to stop my dogs from barking. Bear with me, caller. Sorry if you heard that. Uh, that was the dogs basically going cat, 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 because they saw our next door neighbour's cat. Um, where was I? So, yeah, probably, probably lots of things going on. And uh, I had a, a chat to friends last night. Went around to friends for dinner, which was so nice. Um, and we were talking about how, you know, we are all, you know, we're all on a spectrum. And whether if someone said that to them, you know, would you go and seek a diagnosis? And we kind of talked about the uh, fact that if you are feeling in a position where, I don't know, like you don't fit or you can't function or it's becoming a problem, then it can be useful. And I do know some people who have had uh, a diagnosis in their early 40s who have found it kind of so comforting and helpful to them. Um, so I think that there is that element of thinking about what purpose does it serve? What would it add to your life? And... Um, so I've been chatting backwards and forwards with this person. And then she said something that really like hit home for me, which was because um, uh, I'd said to her, oh, yeah, I've got lots of little traits and things that I used to do or th things that I I am or, you know, I, I currently do or the way that my brain works, which would probably, you know, fit in with a number of um, or fit in, say, well, fit in somewhere on that um, spectrum of where uh, we all kind of how we're all made and um she said that um if you are at a point where you're finding it difficult or you're struggling or, or you, you can't quite function in your job you know then it can be really helpful and I thought yes because what I've been really lucky to be able to do is that I have now built a career that really fits with the kind of person that I am. It suits me and I'm still sort of continuing on that quest to find the work that is um, best place to my strengths, is interesting, pays me. Um, and there is an element of in that corporate environment, I was at the end really really struggling and a lot of that would be the fact that you know um there was a big clash between I guess my values and one of the senior leadership team and the work the, the culture like how the work was, was required to be done that didn't fit with how I am as a person um plus we had um, death in the family, serious illness. So there was a huge amount going on, which took me to the point where I thought, I cannot do this any longer. And I wasn't coping and I wasn't, you know, functioning well because I was so 
stressed so stressed and um what i've been able to do today is create the kind of work that works for me and learning about myself so going into therapy was really powerful um being creative every day helicopter going over it's like we're in an episode tour of duty um yeah being creative every day so doing the podcast doing yoga almost every day has been really useful and I've also done things like you know I tried mindfulness it wasn't quite right for me <laughs> there was there is I mentioned it previously where there was some meme going around about when you can't go outside go inside oh, so I don't want to go inside my head no thank you it is a mess um so yeah I thought what she had to say about that when you're in a role where it feels like you're really pushing water uphill or yeah you can't kind of um function properly then it can be really powerful and it did also make me think that it is a very good tool in terms of self-awareness and being able to say to your employer look you know this is kind of how my brain works um and so how can I deliver my best to the organisation? Um, because companies do have to change. And this is what this is the good thing is that, you know, that kind of toxic culture is being challenged and called out, but still goes on. Had a very interesting chat with someone today about an organisation, um, which I won't speak about because I'll probably say something that I shouldn't. Anyway, the, the conversation served to show that... Mm, sexual predators basically are still very much men with power are still very much exploiting women um yeah we can't be having that can't be having that so um yeah so it's been a really interesting couple of days sort of thinking about the um original message message that i received and um sort of going into that conversation um and yeah yeah makes you think there was also another um interesting thing that i heard on the blind boy podcast and he has on some real experts in the fields of psychology psychiatry psychotherapy um and i think he trained to become a psychotherapist but um something that came up was that they expected that within the next 10 years a lot of um kind of diagnoses related to things like OCD um, will, will not be there anymore because there's an acknowledgement of we are all made a little bit differently and actually the things that we classify medically as a disorder are not a disorder they're not a problem they're not something that needs to be fixed and they pointed out that I think something like 30 years ago um, being gay was seen as a disorder and we know that that is not true so I thought that was quite an interesting perspective and, and certainly it is a topic that is discussed far more openly um, and an organization that I follow um they've kind of 
put together some interesting research to say how how do you know that change is really happening and they talk about that kind of the conversation a cult the cultural change where things like we can now talk about menopause openly and we have um the ability to go to the organizations that we work in and say you need a menopause policy or um being um out at work you know being able to say um uh, or being sort of protected in law um, that you can't be discriminated against because of your sexuality. And, you know, culturally, it was like 30 years ago, that would have been not the case. Um, and do like, you know, if I cock things up here and I'm really, you know, like I feel like I'm tiptoeing a bit because I don't want to say anything wrong. I don't want to get anything wrong. Um, and this is all said in kind of the spirit of, kindness and openness and that was what was so lovely actually was the original email message that I received was really written in the spirit of kindness and openness um and I thought it was kind of I felt good that someone would trust me with the information that this person shared with me because she told me some things about what's been going on with her and and I really kind of sort of respect that um and I think it is okay to say, I notice this about you. Do you think this? Um, because in some sort of different like healthcare circumstances, there have been people, there was a presenter who I think had an eye cancer diagnosed because a viewer had emailed and said, I noticed this different reflection in your eye and someone else was diagnosed with throat cancer because... Uh, I don't know know if that was a radio host. A listener said, I have heard your voice change. So, yeah, I'm kind of, you know, I was quite... Initially, I went, oh, and then I read it and I thought, no, that comes from a place of kindness. That's all right. So what do I hope for you? I hope that you get a message that makes you think, makes you think and... Certainly, yeah, the messages I've been sharing with this person over the past few days has really made me think. And there's definitely something in it about that um, workplaces not be like being um it's like with the education system. We know now lots of families locally that homeschool their children. And um part of that was as a result of COVID, they were they, you know, we had to try and do homeschooling and their kids were so much happier. And these were children who would have been kind of potentially um, <clears throat> labelled or seen as having um, a disorder. When in actual fact, it is the way in which teaching is done today that doesn't quite fit. And, and now I don't really know the history on this, but someone else said to me, Getting rid of the grammar school system um, has exacerbated this problem. Um, obviously, was it grammar and secondary moderns? I've probably got it all wrong because, you know, I, I just don't have enough knowledge on it. But we, it does feel like we do have more of a, there is this sausage machine approach to secondary schooling see it change at college where you do have you can go to a college and earn a technical qualification or do something that's vocational but yes yeah, school is still very focused on academia and unless you like buy your way out of that which lots of people can't do um 
you could end up with a very unhappy child. So, um, yeah, interesting times. And I don't quite know where I was going with that, but I hope it makes sense. Um, so, what I, oh, yeah, I hope. Yeah, so that was my point. My point was this, was that people have discovered that there are some flaws in the education system in that it is not fit for all children and repeatedly bashing kids over the head that are not getting a C or above or what is it, a seven or above um, in maths, English and science. That does not help. It doesn't help. It doesn't help with um, our economy and productivity because if you've got kids that um, are not going to get a grade seven or above in English, maths and science, that doesn't mean that they have nothing to contribute. It means that they have skills in a different area and we have a skill shortage and we need more critical thinkers and we need to be able to raise our children to be happy, healthy human beings that understand that we all have intrinsic worth and we all have value to bring and that value isn't measured by whether you've got this or that GCSE. So in the same way that we've got that going on, there's a challenge for the workplace, I reckon. Maybe the workplace is a bit further ahead in that they're making adjustments for people that are saying, look, you know, uh, oh, did you hear that? little parcel just popped open by itself i wonder what's in it um no so um yeah let's think about i'm just going to end up bloody rambling i'll bring it to a close i hope you get a message makes you think this has been a bumper episode thank you for being here for the podcast if you enjoy it please give it a share i will be back with you tomorrow bye bye <laughs>